Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome, everybody, to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007, and I'm the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. I work with survivors who are sick and tired of feeling broken and unfixable, and I help them let go of the pain of the past and move on with their lives. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at www.rachelgrantcoaching.com. And tonight on Beyond Surviving, I am so excited to have here with me Kristen Kinkler, emotional eating expert, who's going to be sharing with us the strong connection between sexual abuse and emotional eating, as well as her top secrets to finally getting your eating under control so you can feel at peace with food and with yourself. We're in for a real treat because Kristen uh, is not only an emotional eating expert, she's also the founder of Your Delicious Life, which who doesn't want to have that, <laughs> you know? And this program is one-on-one for women who daydream about how fabulous they'll feel once they get their eating under control, you know, but we just end up on that couch over and over again with the pint of ice cream. And so she's doing amazing work with women and by getting to the root of what really creates our sabotaging patterns. So she would work with you personally to help you put down the spoon, wave goodbye to, I'll be better tomorrow, and say yes to a delicious life today. 
She is a former health and wellness editor for Glam Media as well and a graduate of UC Santa Barbara and the Natural Gourmet Institute for Health in Manhattan and reformed pastry chef. i got to find out exactly what that means. <laughs> and Kristen is a, a wonderful, wonderful role model for eating healthy, living a delicious life. Because after struggling with diets and compulsive eating and a sugar addiction for over 20 years, she finally found the answers she needed to find peace with food, feel healthy in her body, and fall deeply and sweetly in love with her life. And I had the wonderful pleasure of meeting Kristen and connecting with her and just knew I had to share her work with you all because I know this is an area where we struggle and it comes up for me. It's come up for my many, many of my clients. So, Kristen, thank you so much for, for being here with us tonight. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to have a great time. So <laughs> what I'd love to start out with is, as I mentioned, you know, a lot of survivors of sexual abuse end up having issues with food. And I'd love to just hear what you've noticed um, about this as well and, you know, just kind of sum up what's going on here um, when it comes to this for us. Absolutely. Yeah, this is um, something that uh, I know um, from a lot of the women that come to me. Um, A lot of women who are emotional eaters, they talk about, you know, their history, and oftentimes a history of uh, sexual abuse comes up. And um, I've heard this from quite a number of women, and I also know personally because this was part of my path. It's actually sort of, for me, the thing that triggered my issues with food. So, um, you know, I I know it at a psychological level, but also from an experiential level. And... So I'll share um, a bit about my journey and um, what it was for me. And and from that, I think it's a a great um, way to see the intricacies of what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was was very sheltered and protected growing up um, for for most of my childhood. And... um, So when I had the um, incident of sexual abuse, it completely shook my world, like turned it upside down. I I didn't understand. I had always felt so safe. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. nothing was known. Nothing was safe. um, And I felt completely out of control. Right. And um, it was almost immediate that my um, way of regaining control was through food. Mm-hmm. And for me, how that looked, it started out um, with uh, restriction. So I would only allow myself to eat, you know, X amount of calories or, you know, at certain times. Um, and that was a way for me to... Uh, to feel in control, and that soon became anorexia. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had that for, I dealt with that for about a year, and then, um, you know, couldn't, couldn't take that much longer and um, started to binge and uh, then became bulimic. And so that was sort of like 
okay, here I am in the binging um, cycle. I've just completely lost control. So it's even worse. Mm-hmm. So now how do I gain that back? And it went to something so severe right. as, you know, purging. Um, right. And, and after that, you know, I was, you know, in seven years or so of uh, dealing with bulimia. And after that sort of I got the, um, the purging under control, but then continued as a, a binge eater, picked up a sugar addiction. And every single one of these things is trying to regain a sense of power and control that that was lost. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, ago. definitely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Well, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to throw you off, but yeah, I, I just really that just so resonates and just really stands out to me as such a as such a truth that we're in this situation of abuse where there is complete lack of control and choice. And so we look to find a way to get that for ourselves, and we choose lots of different things, and one of them certainly can be food. Exactly, yeah. So you you found your way out of this, though, right? You kind of managed to, to gain some insight and shift that for you, and I'd love to hear just kind of what what happened that helped you, you know, put all that away and get to this place where you are, you know, have such a great relationship with food and are healthy and um, and living this, you know, wonderful life. Yeah. Well, it was um, it was a long process for me, um, and there were a lot of different components. And you know, over the twenty years that I battled with um, eating issues, I was you know, dieting, um, I was, you know, shakes and pills and, mm-hmm. um, you know, personal trainers and I was in therapy for 20 years and I was just like any angle I could find, I was ready to try it. Um, mm-hmm. And um, no, nothing was working, so that was just a cycle. But, you know, there were things that, that I I tried over and over. And... um I had I had a couple of turning points actually. One was um, I was doing yoga, hmm. and that um, for me doing yoga I did it for a month and then I stopped and didn't do it again for like seven years or something. But <laughs> that brief period of yoga. Um, that was the first time that I ever intentionally got present in my body. Mm-hmm. And everything else I had done was about escaping my body, mm. you know, not being happy with it, whether that was right. dieting, whether that was drinking, whether that was having sex. Um, it was all about, like, escaping. And so it was like, what is this experience of getting present <laughs> in my body? <laughs> and it really got in my bones and shifted something for me where I started to then be really aware of my body and how I felt in it and that I cared how, and that I had control over it. And so I looked at and um, so the first place it showed up was I don't like feeling hungover. 
Um, mm. What can I do about this? <laughs> right. Well, I could drink a little less. And so it was sort of in that moment of, you know, being out and partying of, hmm, do I really want to have this last drink? And it yeah. just started to become this natural process of, um, you know, I, I just want to be a little better to my body. I want to feel a little better tomorrow. And um, so so that was a huge shift. And mm-hmm. that showed up mm-hmm. in area every area of my life except for food. <laughs> right, but, yeah. Yeah, but, but it was an essential part of the entire journey because, you know, emotional mm-hmm. eating isn't, just about the food. It's about loving yourself, being present in your body, being yeah. you know connected and, and tuned in and listening right. and loving. Yeah. Well, what I love about that is the opportunity for people to notice that there might be areas in their life where they're making really good choices, where they feel confident, mm-hmm. they feel grounded, they're tuned in, and they can take that same uh, those same skills and eventually transfer them to their relationship with food. You know, it all falls in the same camp is what I'm hearing you say, and sometimes you can work in one area and and get there with one place and still feel really stuck and challenged in another area for whatever reason, but eventually you can kind of apply all of the above um, to each area that you're wanting to transform. Exactly. Yeah. yeah because so it's, now it's all connected. Right. Right. Good. Yeah. And and I love, you know, just what you're saying there about it really is about this space of self-love and caring for ourselves and feeling like we deserve that. Right? We deserve to be self-nurturing and to practice yeah. self-care and all of those pieces. Yeah. So now, you know, here we are. You've just done this wonderful series, and if you guys haven't checked this out, I really encourage you to head over to um, the blog, which you can get to from my website. And uh, Kristen has been writing a wonderful series on, you know, how to cope um, during the holidays. And this is a major time where people, you know, can really lose it around food. We've got so much stress with the family. You might even be going home and being around the the abuser, the person who's responsible for your abuse. And not to mention there's just so much opportunity <laughs> and so many yummy good things. <laughs> so <laughs> there's just a lot happening, you know. And um, yeah. it's 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 enough to make even the most grounded, best, you know, most accomplished person just kind of lose it for a day or two. So I know you have this really great three-step plan um, that can help folks really curb those holiday cravings and make it through this season. So I'd love for you to um, share that with us. Yes, absolutely. And this is, um, I, I mentioned that there were sort of two big turning points for me. So the first one was yoga and the second one was this piece. Um, okay. And this is um, balancing your blood sugar. Um, mm-hmm. so this is the the second thing. That um, that I did that really brought things together. I mean, there were a lot of big things, but there were two like pivotal moments of you know doing something new and then my world completely changing. So um, you know when when I look at emotional eating and look at addressing the whole 
person, um, one of the ways is certainly through through food and through your physiology. And, um, you know, there are physiological cravings, there are emotional cravings, there are psychological cravings, so we want to look from every angle. But um, I want to share um, a little bit about what's happening physiologically and then the the three-step plan to, to get your body in balance. Um, okay. So when when your blood sugar is out of balance, um, your body is doing some interesting things. So when um, when you eat too much, you spike your blood sugar. So this is, you know, either you have a huge meal or you have too many carbs, you have a bunch of cookies or the ice cream binge, um, and then you get the sugar high. Mm-hmm. And um, your body starts to freak out because your your blood sugar level is supposed to be at a certain point, and if it gets too high, it needs to do something about that. So what it does right. is it releases insulin, it takes out some of that extra glucose, and that's great because then your blood sugar is normalized, but um, but it has to do something with that, and so it stores it as fat. So this is... Um, why people um, start to put on weight is when they're mm-hmm. making their blood sugar over and over. Right. So um, that's uh, that's what happens there when your blood sugar is low. So when you don't eat enough, or you know you skip a meal, um, you may have noticed you start to get tired. Uh, maybe yeah, you're irritable. <laughs> mhm. Um, mhm. And this is where your cravings kick in. Right. And this is a lot of, like, when people go on, like, crash diets and restrictive diets and they find they're just cranky and tired and craving food all the time Mm -hmm. because their blood sugar is too low. Right. Right. So that's not a good place to be either. And that's also then your body thinks that it's, you know, in starvation mode, so it holds on to the fat. It starts burning your muscle instead and so that slows your metabolism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, the thing that you want is to have balanced blood sugar. And so, you know, when you have balanced blood sugar, um, the physiological cravings are gone. You have stable energy. It's safe for your body to release weight. You know, you don't feel you're in star- starvation mode. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing is that you it gives you greater capacity to handle the emotional things. So if you think about it, if you're you know um, you know exhausted after um, you know either after a binge or you know not eating all day, um, you don't really have capacity to deal with things. So. Getting your blood sugar stabilized, it's great for you physiologically, but it's also really powerful for for your emotions and being able to deal more with mm-hmm. life. Right, right. So um, how you do that is um, by doing three things. And that's at um, every meal, every snack that you have to make sure that you have three things. You want to have quality protein, you want to have healthy fats, you want to have complex carbs. And so I'll give you some sources for these too so you understand how how to put it together. So 
quality protein. This is, you know, meat, fish, chicken, turkey, Greek yogurt is a great source of quality protein, especially for vegetarians. Um, healthy fats, uh, avocado, extra virgin olive oil, nuts and seeds, um, flax oil. And then complex carbs, these are your whole grains, so brown rice, quinoa, whole wheat, whole grains, uh, breads, and pastas. And then fruits and vegetables are also complex carbs. So there's this magical combination of, of you know, when you put these three things together, it, um, it creates balance um, inside your body. Um, but there's a couple of other pieces to it. Um, one is to do so consistently throughout the day. So this is the second step. The first step is to have those three things at every meal and snack. The second step is to eat every three to four hours. Mm. And mm-hmm. the third step is to distribute the calories equally throughout the day. So if we look at putting this all together, you know, you can see what a different thing it would be to have, you know, a a bunch of, just to have an extreme example, um, you know, not really eat all day and then have, you know, a a pint of ice cream at night. Um, That's pretty Mm -hmm. much just simple carbs. Um, So when you're, you know, not getting the balance with the protein and healthy fats or getting the complex carbs, you're also not eating every three to four hours and then all your calories happening at once, your blood sugar is going to go completely out of control. But if you look at, you know, having the um, the protein, healthy fats, and complex carbs, having um, about three to four times a day, and having that sort of equally throughout the day, so you're having, you know, maybe 350, 400 calorie meals throughout the day, that has an entirely different impact on your blood sugar and your physiology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a consistently feeding the machine and giving it nutrients, giving it fuel, um, rather than going like, well, I'm just going to burn all day long and then I'll refuel at night. But the body doesn't really work that way. It right. just goes into shutdown mode and it's overloaded and can't really process and can't use the food the way that we that we want it to um, when we do that. And I have to say, exactly. I'm, a, I'm a guilty one at that because I certainly find mm-hmm. it can be challenging um, during, you know, we're so busy these days. We're just so, like, go from yeah. this, go to that, go to this. And, you know, we have, you know, sometimes barely any time to eat at all, let alone grab something healthy, right? So we reach for that quick mm-hmm. snack or that quick food. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, how, you know, how have you seen people in real life? How have you helped your clients incorporate these three steps into their lives that are, you know, there's kids pulling their attention and there's, or there's a husband who's, you know, got some time or or a partner, uh, or just, you know, busy with work. Um, what would, what do you, what would you have, what advice would you have, um, around that? Yeah, that's a great question, and I have a few answers. <laughs> we'll see what I can get through. One is um, just having things on hand. Like I always have like a Lara bar in my purse or in my car. Like I have things just like stashed around. So if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, 
going on an errand and it takes way longer than I thought, well, thank God I have something in my car. Thank God I have something in my purse. Because I know when my blood sugar is getting low, I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, got to get some food in here. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that where you can um, sort of set yourself up always, you know, just have that as a default, Mm -hmm. make sure you always have something there. Um, The other thing is, you know, I work with my clients individually. um, So, one, I know what's going on in in the madness of their lives. And, Mm -hmm. two, I can really customize um, the menus for them. So I look at what are they already doing and how can we just treat that? And what foods Mm -hmm. are they already eating? What foods do they really love? Um, And put together recipes based on that so that it's not, you know, there's these like diets and cleanses out there that are like, here's this completely brand new menu that's nothing even like remotely close to what you're doing. Now do it. (laughs) And it's foreign and it's a lot. So I start with my clients real slow. It's like, let's just get breakfast. Like that's all we got to do right now. Um, right and really like meet right. them where they're at and go one step at a time. Mm. Wow! And I really want people. I want to really just pause there and reiterate what you just said, because yeah. I want you all to really hear that you don't have to overhaul everything all at once. You know, yeah. even Kristen was talking about. Well, okay, I started dealing with like just the drinking. You know, and what do I want to switch up there? And, um, you know, and, okay, so maybe for you it's like, okay, let me see if I can, you know, change that, you know, breakfast from, you know, uh, a double shot mocha to, you know, uh, some Greek yogurt and some fruit. Like just start with one meal or just start with one snack. That's so encouraging. It really is, Kristen, because I know – in the journey of healing as a whole from sexual abuse, the whole P, all of that can be really overwhelming. And then if there's this added component, right, where you're trying to deal with a food, gosh, it just seems like there's so many things to try to tackle and and transform. And we can really go into shutdown and overwhelm. And so, guys, really hear what what she's really offering you. It's this opportunity to take one little piece at a time and shift that for yourself and see what difference that makes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Beautiful. Those are really, yeah, those are really the things that stick, right? I mean, when we try to take mm, on yeah. the world, it's like, woohoo for a couple Perfect. of days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then exactly. you're like, oh, this again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But when it's yeah. something that's like, a, a baby step and it's manageable it's like okay let's try this mm-hmm. let's get this like mastered all right okay now now I'm ready for step yeah two. okay so let's go there absolutely yeah and the other thing I, I wonder I'm sure you probably incorporate this with your clients and I certainly do when I'm working with my folks is think about a way that you can really track what you're doing because we have a real tendency to pay attention to the days when we don't do something and we forget about the, you know, 30 days before where we were successful and on track and, and oh. doing well. And so, you know, having a little system in place where you can be paying, you know, if your goal is to 
uh, you know, just change your breakfast, then, you know, have a little chart or a little something that you can jot that down. And, you know, if you have one day and you're like, well, forget it, I want that mocha, it's okay, go have a mocha. You know, it's just that one day, and then you come back and reset and notice that you've more days than not been on track with what your your goal was and, and stay encouraged um, because if we let those days where we don't stay on it um, become, you know, the focal point, boy, we slide back really, really fast um, from things. Yeah. Have you found that to be the case? Absolutely. And also, you know, just really speaking to the point that you just raised is, you know, really getting aware is so huge. So, yeah, doing something like tracking um, your food and you can see, um, you know, doing that, um, being being mentally aware of what you're doing and bringing sort of a, a physical awareness to it, like, Ooh, how do I feel in my body when I have that double mocha? How do I feel in my body mm-hmm. when I have the Greek yogurt with food? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. amazing. Like the more, so much of the work that I do is like just get connected to your body, get tapped back in, and we, everything just sort of um, becomes heightened where we're like, um, really notice how we feel in our body and what different foods do to it, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and that can really fuel um, healthy habits. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, now we know that the the behavior, the choices that we're making around food, we can change those, but they're going to be so much more sustainable and meaningful if we really understand what's underneath those choices. Like, why are we being driven to food for comfort? Why are we getting triggered for that? What is going on? So, you know, could you talk to that just a little bit, like what people can do when they're feeling triggered and it's like, okay, let me go get that candy bar and it's not the candy bar. <laughs> right? But like your brain is saying, you is like that the candy, candy bar, bar is going to make it all better. <laughs> yes, that is the only so. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what can we do in those moments where, you know, we're we're obviously dealing with something, something's coming up for us, and our MO is to go, okay, time to eat. Right, right. So exactly, there's like, okay, you know, balancing your blood sugar is something that you can do like daily and that can really prevent things from happening. But there's also these trigger moments that um, that are really emotional. Most of the time it's, it's the real emotional mm-hmm. thing that's happening. So exactly like you said, you know, look at why you're eating. And I like to talk about looking um, – underneath the cravings and finding the answers that are deeper inside because something just hit and you want to escape and not be with it. Mm-hmm. So I came yeah. up with um, a, a process that you can go through um, in those moments. And I also have an acronym um, to help people remember. The acronym is <laughs> is um, safe, <laughs> S-A-F-E. <laughs> okay, great. I love um, it. So, yeah, so the S stands for surroundings or space. And so change change your surroundings, whatever it is. So this can be um, if you're driving, pull over the car. If you are in the kitchen, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's 
if you're in in the break room, go go to a, a conference room, um, step outside. Um, any of these things, it really it, it's a pattern interrupt, and um, you know just the process of you know even you know turning 180 degrees. It's like oh, there's new information for your brain to take <laughs> in. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> and so you just want want to stop that. Um, that, that pattern that's about to happen. That's like the, the trigger, go to the kitchen, get the candy bar. So just doing something to change your surroundings. Um, the A stands for arrive. And this is to really like be in the new space. So mm. taking a minute to land, really take in those new surroundings. Um, take a deep breath and really just get present. Mm-hmm. And this is a step that I think is so simple, it's easy to not do, but it's incredibly important. Um, so to really just arrive in this new space and let that pattern interrupt, you know, really interrupt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, the S is for feel. So, um, you know, allow yourself to feel What's there? What's what's going on? That thing you just wanted to eat over that's maybe a little scary um, or uncomfortable. Um, so looking at what just happened, what's going on? How are you feeling? Are you angry? Are you disappointed? Are you sad? Um, and sometimes, um, I don't know if you found this, but just naming the emotion itself can be a huge relief. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. 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 And not to interrupt your sequence, but I'll just add a little note here on the feeling that I know a lot of people listening just all of a sudden went, oh, shit, no, no, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> feel. I'm not going to feel anything. I've been working all my life not to feel anything. Yeah. And so what I want you guys to know is that this step is so beautiful and so wonderful for you because it is so important for survivors to reconnect with your emotional life. And just being able to name the emotion, it doesn't mean you have to do anything about it. It doesn't mean you have to react to it. It doesn't mean you have to change it or solve it. Just noticing it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad you called attention to that. Um, Yeah, because so many times we're just trying not to feel the thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing that I heard once that, that stuck with me that I share with everyone is the only thing that you're feeling wants is to be felt. Yeah. It wants to be acknowledged, you know? And yeah. when we don't acknowledge it, then it just it gets bigger and stronger, and then we have to fight it more. And so just, you know, and like you said, we don't have to, you know, dive into it and let it take over our world. Even just a simple right. step of saying, oh, I got angry there, or, oh, God, you know, that was really disappointing, or I feel sad. And just acknowledge it. Whatever, it's like where, wherever you are, you know, if you're just starting out, maybe just acknowledge it. If you're, you know, at the point of, okay, you've got it acknowledged, maybe you can start to feel it. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, um, beautiful. Yeah, and again, just, and you know, one step at a time. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
So then the E is? The E is explore. Uh, and this, mm-hmm. what I mean is ask yourself, what do I really need? Because as you said before, it's not the candy bar. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you know this can be this can be laughter, right? This can be oh my yeah. god, I've been stressed all day. I just need to like let go and and laugh or mm-hmm. um, take a deep breath or five or ten. Um, you know, sometimes I've I've been going lately. This is interesting. I've been having these mini cries where I'll notice like some emotions coming up. And I'll start to get teary and I'll think, like, this is not the time to cry. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> because I'm sort of afraid that I'll, you know, just cry forever. But what's happened is the yeah. more that I allow myself to do it, the shorter it gets. So sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just, like, I was yep. actually in the um, public bathroom uh, a few nights ago and I was feeling really sad about something all of a sudden and I just teared up and allowed myself to tear up and that was it. I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. That's a great example to like really just get tuned in to, um, you know, what it is that's really going on for you. Take the attention away from all the distractions and just be with it and see Mm -hmm. what's there. Yeah, Yeah. it's really good. Yeah. And you know, you know, one thing that's coming up for me as you're sharing this, Kristen, is that I think that there are definitely these like emotional responses that happen around food. Like, uh, you know, uh, for me, I think one thing that I've really tuned into, even just very recently, is that the when I feel this moment of like there's a loss of power, or there's a okay. um, you know a loss of choice. Like I'm, I'm perceiving okay. that I'm losing my choice in a situation. Um, that's and I need to protect myself. Then that you know is where I go to food. And so you know, really just question, even just asking myself that question now is like, okay, am I really hungry, or is there something that I'm feeling out of control about or out of choice about? You know, and just pausing yeah. there to ask myself that question. And then what I'm noticing is that there are other times where it's just situational. There isn't anything emotional about it, but you're at the party and everybody's eating and it looks so fun and it's so great. Oh, yeah. and, oh what about that? What about this? Oh, that dish looks great. I've got to have some of that too. And, and so I think this is a different kind of problem. And I'd love to hear like what your strategies are for dealing with that, where it isn't necessarily you're using, you're going to the food to avoid an emotional situation, right. but it's just circumstantial. And maybe in your opinion, you're doing the same thing in, in both of these situations. But they, for me, they feel distinct. One is more, it's like a social event and you're just there and you get out, you get past the limit of what you wanted to really eat. Um, so, you know, what do you recommend for kind of staying on track when you're at the party and there's like all this spread of food and all this good stuff? That's, that's a great distinction actually between the two things because there's certainly some crossover, but they are one more like, um, um, you know, an, an internal trigger, right? And one is this, like, external environment around you. Um, yeah, yeah. And then with the holidays coming up, I mean, that's 
obviously has lots of holiday parties, so this is a very timely question. I mean, it's always um, timely, but but it yeah. seems like during the holidays when um, emotional eating can get so much harder and there are so many more social events that it's something um, that's really extra important. So, um, yeah, and this is one of those things where you look at, um, okay, you, you know, get your blood sugar balanced and you learn how to, you know, deal with some tricky situations and there's, you know, there's a lot that you can do um, ongoing in your daily life and then, um, you know, you go to some party and everything's out the window. And, and you spoke earlier to, you know, um, getting off track and then sort of mm-hmm. just throwing in the towel. And right. so looking at these, this is like the most common time that it happens is when, you know, you've got um, a social event. Mm-hmm. Because it's such, right. a, it's such a thing. Um, so, yeah, one thing I, I want everyone to do is just imagine um, one tricky social holiday situation that you come up against. Mm-hmm. And so it could be like the work party, it could be seeing your family, um, it could be the people there, it could be all the food there, um, so it could be stress, it could be temptation, whatever it is, but look in your in your past um, or something's coming up that you're a little nervous about. Um, and how do you normally eat in that situation? And is it sort of, you know, just like out of control, got to try one of everything, and you try to just put a little bit on your plate, or you just pile everything on your plate, and it's a binge, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, eating over the stress or just wanting to try everything. And then how do you feel afterwards? So, again, this is about really getting in tune with your body and and your eating mm-hmm. habits. And mm-hmm. I know for me, because I was binging for so many years, they were really present to how that felt after a while. Right. I mean, it, it was always um, really intense, but it was like more toward the end where I started getting more in tune with my body that I was like, wow, something's got to change here because I hate this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I want everyone to imagine now, you know, being in that same situation, um, but instead of, you know, going on a binge or whatever it is, feeling connected and honoring your body and actually being able to leave the table or the dinner or whatever cocktail party feeling satisfied and light. Mm, Nice. Yeah, isn't that just nice? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's so how how we don't often leave those situations. So mm-hmm. you know, I want people to get in tune with that's actually possible that you can you can leave with that that feeling of um, being satisfied and feeling light in your body. And one of the things, um, one of my favorite ways to be able to do this is to shift the focus from the food to the people. Mm. Or, 
or, or the the reason for the celebration, right? Um, the mm-hmm. holiday, the spirit. Um, you know, if in our culture, we're in a lot of cultures, um, holidays are can so easily just be about the food, and we can go overboard, right. and we can make really unhealthy things and way too much of it. And the holiday can be completely about food, and then of course we're you know, eating like crazy and then ending up stuffed. But when you can really tap into something other than that, so maybe it's um, the people that you're with and you're so happy to see your friends or your family or really connect with your coworkers. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's um, just really getting into the spirit of the holiday and, like, you know, we just had Thanksgiving and you can look at, you know, turkey and stuffing, or you can look at what are you grateful for in your life. What's sure. the holiday really about? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, you know, this is, you know, a lot of times families will use the food as a distraction because there is dysfunction, there is disconnect, and it's very, yeah. well, we'll just sit at the table and eat, and as long as my mouth is full, I don't have to talk. <laughs> right? So, you know? <laughs> And uh, and so, you know, I totally get that there are some challenging situations out there. It's like, oh, my gosh, if yeah. I'm not focused on, you know, food, then I'm going to have to, you know, deal with this person. Or maybe we're going to have to have an uncomfortable conversation or something's going to get said that, you know, I don't want to get have said or, or whatever the case may be. So I I understand that. Um, for some of us that this might sound really challenging to, to implement, yeah. but I think the spirit of what you're saying is a hundred percent true. And you can always bring in, you know, backup. Don't forget that you can bring in support for yourself in these situations as well. Like, you know, bring that friend, you know, who cares if the family yeah. doesn't like it, bring the friend. And then you have one person you can turn to to chat with and, you know, and and that can be enjoying that and appreciating um, their support uh, as well. And, um, you know, or set up a a different kind of holiday for yourself. You know, one thing, this was the first time this year um, for Thanksgiving, um, my partner and I went for a bike ride um, from basically, I live on the beach in San Francisco, and we went from there all the way into Sausalito, which I have no idea how far that is, but it felt far. It felt really Yeah. <laughs> we drove up, we rode our bikes across the Golden Gate Bridge and, and all of that, and oh my gosh, there was this whole day of like being out and exploring and dealing with broken bike chains, and how do we solve that problem, and like these, you know, and and it was such a different experience from, you know, sitting around at a table and, and eating, you know. So there are also these kind of interesting ways that we can reshape the holidays for us and what we want to spend our time doing. And I think that's the heart of what you're saying. And yeah. I also know that, yeah, yeah, so I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that. And um, so go out there and try it, folks. We have an opportunity right around the corner to, to put it mm-hmm. into practice. <laughs> and, of course, it goes for all sorts of social situations, you know, like uh, I have a birthday party coming up this weekend and, you know, or when you're just out at dinner with your friends. There are all these opportunities where we can, you know, really find ourselves uh, not making the choices that we want, being tempted. And so I love the, the advice yeah. that you've shared with us. And then I also know that for women, and maybe in particular, um, that 
changing these habits and transforming, mm-hmm. ultimately transforming our relationship to food. And I love that you call it like not just how we eat or what we eat or when we eat. It's like about the relationship. So just like, you know, if you're going to have yeah. a good relationship with your partner, you've got to spend time and you've got to be committed and you've got to be honest and loyal uh-huh. and loving and all these things that we bring those same things to our relationship with food. But there can be some real challenges. And I'm just curious if you have any um, opinion, having now worked, you know, in this area for so long and, and seen the patterns and what's up for for us gals, you know, why do you think it is so hard for women in this area, particularly maybe for those who've been sexually abused, but just for women in general? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, there's there's some deep stuff going on. Um, and when we look at, gosh, why is it so hard and so many um, women all the time are saying, I know what to do, I'm just not doing it, right? I know to eat better. I know to, you know, have these foods and not the ice cream and potato chips. Like, I know it, but I'm not doing it. Um, And that can be so frustrating um, because we're so aware of it. But um, what's happening is um, that we've got this uh, thing called the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And that kind of runs the show. That's you know I've heard different percentages, but anywhere from like ninety to ninety percent, or ninety to ninety nine percent of what we do, the actions we take, are from the subconscious, and we've just got beliefs and patterns, and um, right. you know right. we have our our conscious mind is the one that's like, oh yes, I see exactly what to do, and I have this goal. And I see exactly how to get there. I'm going to do steps A, B, C, D, and there we go. And then you might notice that um, things start getting in the way. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm too busy. I don't have the time. I'll start tomorrow. I thought I'm too tired. Right. All of these, like life starts getting in the way. And you start doing all of your um, old patterns. And that's because the subconscious mind is has wired you that way. Um, yes. And so no matter how amazing your plan is, you're not going to be able to follow it unless you address the underlying reason of, you know, mm-hmm. why you've been having, you know, the, the behaviors and patterns that you have. Right. So right. there are... Um, Three basic human needs, love, safety, and belonging. And we're all uniquely programmed um, when we were young um, to have certain beliefs around what we need to be, do, or have in order to feel like we're loved, that we're safe, and we belong. And so, you know, these beliefs get formed and then... um, that creates our reality. And um, so our current way of being is within our belief system. And so if we want to be a different way, that's outside of our belief system. So we have to change these beliefs. And um, I, I like that you um, really called out, you know, how can, I mean, this is, 
difficult for everyone, but when we're looking at, you know, survivors of sexual abuse work, safety is mm-hmm. such a, a paramount um, issue and, and fear of not being safe. I mean, love and belonging, that's really big there too, but I think safety is, is the biggest thing. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have one client who who came to me and she um, she really wanted to lose weight and shine her light. Like those were her words, that was her goal. And as we started working together, we un- um, uncovered an underlying fear she had that if she loses weight and shines her light, that shining light will attract attention. Yeah, And right. because, um, yeah, and then she'll get uh, noticed by men. Um, and because she had a really traumatic incident in her past, um, getting attention from men felt incredibly unsafe for her. Right, yeah. So you can see yeah. how it's like this internal conflict yeah. and the conscious and subconscious mind are sort of at war and you've got to right. really find a way to shift those subconscious beliefs. Beliefs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, and you, you thanks for that because this is where it really all ties together is, you know, and, and this is really where you come in because we can't always see what's underneath our behaviors and what beliefs and thoughts are there. And I know that um, uh, that that piece is so important. Of course, it's a, you know, I do this work with my clients as well. It's like, well, you keep making this choice in relationships, but it's because there are these beliefs. And um, thank you so much for having been here with me tonight. And I've learned a lot and have been encouraged. And I really appreciate um, the series that you wrote for our, my community and being here oh, and sharing yeah. even more of yourself. It's really, really wonderful. Any final thought that you'd like people to to, to take away from uh, to, for tonight? Well, first I just want to thank you. It's been absolutely delightful um, to just share and converse with you and, and really be able to, to speak to your community. And, yeah, I would just say, you know, get support. Um, I know, like you said, Rachel, we just we think that we have to do it alone or, you know, we, we want to do it alone, but it's really... I mean, it takes a village. I, I got so much support, and it's made all the difference. And definitely with, you know, someone who's been there um, and gone through it and really understands the journey. So, you know, whether that's me, if you feel resonant with me, I'd love to hear from you. Um, but really reach out for whatever support you need with wherever you feel called. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Kristen. And so don't uh don't hesitate to reach out to Kristen. Again, it's kristenkangler.com slash apply. And just go to our website too. I mean, she's got great resources there and I know she's got some great stuff coming up, so get on our mailing list or get connected to her so that you can stay in touch and and stay tuned with all the fabulous things that um Kristen is gonna be offering in the coming uh new year. And, of course, uh, you can always visit me at www.rachelgrantcoaching.com. 
and check out the resources um, that are there and available for you. Between now and then, do take very good care of yourself. Know that we are here to support you and care for you however we can. So don't hesitate to reach out. You can get me at coach at rachelgrantcoaching.com and um, connect with me on Facebook if you like to as well. And so uh, have a very wonderful holiday season. Take care of you and yours. Until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.